right, welcome back, everybody, to another show of Flyway Connections. Again, my name is Chris. I'm here with my buddy Joe. Joe? Hey, how you guys all doing today? A good guest we have today, Craig Mitz of um, Real Goose Decoys. Hey, how you doing today, Craig? Another day in paradise. Hope you guys are having a good day. Oh, yeah, we're having a good day. Getting ready for teal season down here in Louisiana. You got it. I bet it's a little, is it warm down there? Yeah, it's about 90 degrees right now. It's getting a little, a little hot, a little yeah. humid. I've, uh, we, uh, we're having our hottest probably part of the summer right now for us. It's been crazy. Yeah. Matter of fact, I actually got a bunch of family members over. We're kind of hanging out in the pool. Just uh, another oh, one nice. of those days just trying to cool off. Yeah. You guys have a teal season as well, right, in September? Yeah, yeah. September, I think it's like the second week, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know 100% of it because it changes like weekly. So um, I'll have to take a look at that. But I know it is at some point. So, so question that I have about uh, Ohio, because you're in Ohio, right? Yep, yep. All right. You guys have, you guys can shoot wood ducks in your early teal season, right? Correct. Man, I envy you guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it that they uh, and then I'm so I'm pretty close to the lake, mm-hmm. so I'm only probably thirty minutes uh, right from Lake Erie. Oh, so, nice. Uh, yeah, so it's it, there's a lot of uh, you can be on boats, you can be on kayaks, you can field hunt. Um, yeah, a lot of marsh area, a um, lot of area up here we can hunt and enjoy the uh, enjoy the um, rules that they put in place for us. Yeah, a lot of COVID rules still, or um, not as much. Um, you know, we're in lack of a better terms without getting really political. We're a red state. Yeah. So, um, ours is a little bit more relaxed at this point. Nice. Um, you know, so we're not fully masked yet. Um, we don't have any mask mandates yet. So, um, you know, right now we don't. But uh, you know, they've they've kind of hinted that we're going to that direction, but they haven't really Bruce. done anything yet. So, um, you know, kind of see when that gets, gets gets a little closer. Yeah. So being so close to Lake Erie, before we get into the decoys yeah. portion, you you, uh, you getting those divers pretty good? Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of people on our team um, and a lot of my buddies that do that. Um, I'm more of a field hunter. Yeah. Um, I don't get up. I don't get up near the lake as much as I should. But uh, um, I got some friends of mine, the Griffith boys. Um, friends of mine that um, in the racing community actually, and they get into yeah. that kind of thing, um, and they're really good at it. So um, I don't, but uh, something I'd love to do sometime. And you feel hunting up there in like the Ohio? Do you guys at the field hunt them? Do the mallards and stuff come into the fields, or is it just strictly Not geese? As much, no, strictly geese. Yeah. Um, unless you're really close to the lake doing some field hunting, you'll get some, but uh, not as much as what you think. So, oh, nice. Yep. Nice. So as far as uh, the silhouette decoys, um, just for because we do get a lot of new waterfowlers in on this podcast. Yep. Um, as far as the silhouette, what what makes that different from let's say like the hard, full, whatever plastic or wood decoys that are out there? I mean, the first thing I'll say is you know we're not against full bodies. We're not like this. You can't. You, you got to have nothing but silos. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we're not against that. But I can tell you. Um, you know, if you look at geometrics of a goose, um, eyes are on both sides of their heads. So vision never crosses. So if you have eyes, you know, like us humans, we have eyes in the front. So our 180 degrees crosses. That's how we can see in 3d. 
um, geese with, and any other animal that does that has eyes on the side of their head struggle to see in 3D because their vision never overlaps to create a 3D image. Also, yeah. if you know a, a biometrics in the geography or geological, a part of a goose, they can't look straight down. Okay. Um, their, okay. Neck, their necks won't do that. Um, so they never can see vertically above. So they can never see 90 degrees, you know, vertical. And they can never see in 3D. Um, if they can, it's some way that we, you know, never studied and never understood. However, with the silos, um, even when you get a, so drone footages and stuff that we've really studied, the only thing that will disappear is for very, very splits of seconds. Because when they would look back at the same silhouette that does look like it may disappear, it looked like it yeah. moved because it's changed location because they're always moving. They will never be in one point at the same time for more than a second because they're always moving. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, if you start doing the studies of it and, and starting to look at it, there's no way in my eyes that they see in 3D. Now, does that mean you don't need full bodies? No. Um, do I hunt with full bodies? No. Um, you know, so I'm not a, a person that's going to sit up here and tell you, you have to have silhouette decoys because you don't, but if you want to hunt and be successful and, and still do it and, you know, I can carry, I'm a little guy, uh -huh. I'm five foot, I'm five foot <laughs> 10, 140 pounds. I'm not a big dude. Um, and I can carry 12 dozen. Okay. To the field. Okay. Oh, nice. um, you know, so I'm not a big dude and I can carry that out there, set it up, be done and gone, you know, and ready to go. You know, I would love to see somebody carry 12 dozen full body. You're going to need a 30 foot trailer on the back yeah. of the truck. You know, I yeah. can go, I can go hunt in my wife's, you know, Equinox. <laughs> you know, so it, 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 it's not a big deal. So there's a lot of things that benefits to it. Um, but when I go hunt with some buddies and, and they'll have full bodies, we mix them in and it works. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether you want to get Dave Smith, you want to get Avery, whatever you want, it works. Um, you know, but when we, when I sit down and start studying with some guys and start looking at how a geese looks at it, it it's almost physically impossible for one to disappear, especially if your spread's big enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah. When we were talking about that, that, um, we we're talking about the different guys. I've, I've done goose hunting since I was able to walk. I'm yep. 36. I'm 36 now. Um, you know, my all, early off in my life, all my hunting was down the West Coast in the rice fields of California. Okay. And then you know, traveling for work, taking all different parts of the U.S. You know, I've hunted all all across. And what I you know what I said was, and I was telling Chris, 10 to 15 years ago, you looked at big goose hunters, big Canada goose hunters. They were all hunting the. Big bit or, or the Bigfoot decoy, full body decoys. Yep. That was about 10 to 50 years ago. Big. That was a standard, right? Um, think about it, they're not cheap. Those full bodies were not cheap at all. They are a huge cumbersome, you know, like you said, you needed a 10-foot enclosed trailer to set yeah. up. Um, but you know, what they did lack, and what I, what I thought what I think that in the last five years where silos and socks really took off is they give that illusion of movement in the decoys. Yeah, I mean, because we're making them so light anymore um, mm -hmm. that the wind, any kind of gust of wind makes it move, um, which, mm -hmm. you know, simulates that movement that you're looking for. 
Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. You, you start seeing these divers and you start seeing these floaters that got, you know, movable wings that got little motors on them. And, you know, I start looking at these things and I'm like, these are really elaborate. And we do it with wind and not even on purpose. Yeah. You know, so yeah. there's there's a lot of that that you you simulate that movement. And like I said, there's there's a lot of, of, of benefits to silos. Um, now, don't get me wrong. There are negatives. I mean, I'm not going to say a silo is perfect. I'm not that way. Yeah. I, mean, I'm, I am more of the down to earth that I know product isn't always perfect. I get that. Um, and I'm not going to tell you that, you know, we make the best decoy ever created. It's just kind of, you know, what birds are you hunting? When are you hunting them? How are you hunting them? There's so many questions that when people ask me is, do silos work? I can, I, there's so many different variables. And, and that's what, for, to me, I have to a- ask those questions to be able to let them know, you know, what happens. And, and, you know, we get customers that will call and say, there's no way these silos work, or there's no way this works. There's no way this works. And my first thing to asking is, how are you concealing? You know, yeah. what are you in? You know, and most of them say, well, I'm just sitting in a field in a lawn chair. Well, there's your problem. Well, yeah, there's, there. you know, <laughs> that's issue number one. You know, there's, you know, there's a lot of issues, and 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 the first thing they want to do is blame the you know the silhouettes, or they want to blame the decoys that they're doing, and they don't want to blame it on their tactics. They don't want to blame it on the scouting. They don't want to blame it on these things. And that's where you know we try to when people call, um, when they call and talk to me, or they call and talk to any part of our team, we're out in the field testing these. Yeah, you know, it's not you know we're not the ones that you know, we're going to make a decoy and to sell it to you and never hunt them. You know, we take mm-hmm. these to Alberta every year and take our prototypes there every year and hunt right. on them to see if they work. And so we have firsthand experience of knowing that you have to have good concealment. You have to have no shine. You know, you have to do those things that, you know, the, the average Joe Hunter sometimes doesn't want to spend the time to do, but wants to very easily blame it on something. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think I think another thing is, man, it, a lot of because we do get a, a I was a new waterfowler at one point and. When Joe took me out, I mean, I was like, man, this is a grind. It is. And especially when you're carrying all them decoys. I mean, I don't know. We we took quite a bit on your uh your your kayak, right? And the man, yeah. it was it was a grind with blinds and stuff. And but that was part of it that I fell in love with. Um, I think with the whole silhouette, I mean, that, that makes a whole lot of sense because I'm not a big guy either. I mean, I'm five eight, five seven, so um, carrying a whole lot of decoys with you over your shoulder or even dragging them on a beaver, uh, a beaver sled or something like that. So, um, that's insane. That's insane. But, um, so as far as, as far as the decoys, and I, I know we talked a little bit about it. Do you guys just have, uh, goose decoys or do you guys provide all kinds of just for the, the listeners? So we provide about 71 different products over the goose, uh, the waterfowling industry. So, um, our premium is our pro twos. Um, so if you get on our website and everybody asks every year, every time that I've talked to anybody is our pro twos, um, are very expensive. Um, uh-huh. they're, $200, they're $249 a dozen. Um, but they have zero shine, which is a patent, um, process that we've went through, um, oh, wow. and it's no other company can do it. Um, so you're, we use a, a gloss meter. So a gloss meter reads the amount of reflectivity off of basically anything um we set it on your car it's going to be 80 to 90 so you know when i throw clear coats over it to make it really really shiny and make it really look nice well obviously hunting we want to go the opposite direction yeah um, yeah the industry standard uh, across every one of our competitors is right around 10 to 8 um i can tell you our pro 2 is under one 
Oh, wow. That's crazy. So, um, the cloth industry, you know, doing, we laminate all in house. So we are a hundred percent made in America. So the plastic that we get, the machinery we, we get, the cloth that we get, the glue that we get, the wooden stakes that we use, the box we have, the label to the, to the people that have put it together. We are a hundred percent made and assembled in the United States. Um, we've been proud of that. I spend hours each week trying to outsource and trying to find, you know, local companies in our area and even on Ohio and across the United States to be able to do that for us. Yeah. Um, so we take pride in that, but you know, our pro twos are our, our, our line that we hang our hat on. Um, I can tell you, I know many people, um, and I will throw out a name of Bill Saunders. Everybody knows who Bill Saunders is. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's got decoys that are 20, 30 years old. It's still on top of them. Really? Um, you know, yeah. So these decoys will last you decades. You buy them, you're going to give them to your kids. I guarantee it. Um, oh, wow. But they're 249 bucks. I get it. it it's expensive. Um, you know, we have our mid-grade lines of our Canada's, which is what we call our, our Magnum Lights. So it's the same decoy plastic-wise as our Pro 2s. It doesn't have the cloth on it. So it has a little bit of shine, but we're probably talking five, six on the numbers rather than ten. So it's still lower. Um, It will still last you decades. Um, And then we have our economy line, our shadow series, which is what turned into our popular, popular, huge, you know, selling deals. Um, It's the corrugated. It's the same as our competitors of Dive Bomb, Big Al's, Avery's, um, any of those guys that have created Zillow's, same concept. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we've created a, that line of it. Um, we just actually came out with a new decoy about a month ago. And within that month, we came out with an economic decoy with our patented cloth on it. So we've produced a decoy that's very cheap. So it's right around $81 to $85 a dozen with zero shine. So it's created a huge thing in the market that we can now get that shine really low and provide it with the guys that want to build the spread spreads that may not have a lot of money yeah. um, and be able to give them a great product. It comes with a metal wire, which is a little bit different than our other decoys. Um, but again, everything's made in the United States. Um, and we go down that line of making snows, blues, black ducks, mallards, and, you know, so we have every different, version of it and we make sandhill crane so we have all that we have bags to produce and carry everything that we want we have uh slide hammers to help the stakes go into frozen ground so there's a lot of things that we make within our things you can jump on our website realgeese.com check out what you want um we have just about everything we can um and a lot of people will be the first time they've heard of real um and many people never heard of it um and a lot of that tends to we've been in business over 30 years um and and most people don't realize that because they don't they don't see us because up until about five seven years ago when i've kind of taken over we have been in big box stores only so we're talking um you know bass pro cabela standard mountain those type of things you had to walk into those big box stores to see that Mm -hmm. and you guys know as well as i do the weight is shifting from the big box stores yeah, all done peer to peer. Me and you, one on one. You're gonna get drop on our website. You're gonna buy it. So we've made that adjustment. It's just we're not. We don't. One, we don't have the budget as is our competitors spending the money on their advertisements and, and things of that nature. Um, you know, because I'll be honest with you, we are a group of about ten individuals that enjoy making geese. 
Um, And our business is about 15 to 20% real geese. The rest of us have other things for anyone. So real geese is not our main, you know, we walk in every morning, real geese is, is, is a, not a sidetrack. I don't want to say we don't keep it as important, but when we do other things to fund the real geese part of it. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Nice. So do you also think like region base, like, um, yeah, you know, you're saying Bill, Bill Saunders and all that. And, you know, especially with geese, geese, goose hunting gets real regional based. Do you think um, region-based, a lot of guys back in the day in the West Coast weren't hunting silos? Um, you know, do you think uh, regionally, now social media and the big boom with the internet, do you think that's helped us to silo movement? Yeah. Well, I mean, I can be honest with you, and, and a lot of people come to me because they, they know I own real geese, is the biggest movement in real geese has been dive bomb. Really? I mean, there's... I'm I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm not gonna dance around it. Um, mm. They're they're spending in advertisement. They're spending in um, you know pushing decoys um, has caused I think part of the the movement. Um, you know, there's there's no lack of of money within that organization on advertisement. Now they get return on it. There's no doubt about it. Um, but if you look at the the silo movement, a lot of it is the younger crowd. It's the new guys coming in that are 18, 19, 20, 21. And, you know, a lot of it also comes with the Duck Dynasty thing. You know, I hate saying it as much as it was, but that put kind of water volume on the map. You know, I can tell you a lot of my family members had no idea what a duck call was until they've watched, you know, Psy <laughs> Duck Commander. You know, yeah. honestly, you know, I'm... I'm open and honest about those kind of things is they, you know, they didn't even know what real geese was until they figured out that I had, you know, some ties to it. So that part of it is, is a huge change. And I think you see that movements all around, Yeah, you know, 20 years ago, nobody, you know, nobody knew what a Scylla was. Yeah. And 15 years ago, they didn't care what Scylla was because full bodies were coming into it. Then it turned into V boards, Y boards, like, you know, all these other things. And then it turned into all oh, we need full bodies. Well, now it's going back to the Scylla's. Yeah, you know, in theory, it's a big wheel. Um, whatever, whatever, in lack of a better terms, wheel of fortune square we're in is what we're in that year. Yeah, um, and it just so happens to be we're in silo market. Um, and I think people are starting to realize that you can buy a dozen of them for eighty bucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wow. you know, where can you go buy an eighty? You know, a dozen full bodies for eighty, bucks. For 80 bucks. Yeah, it ain't happening. You can't. So I think that that's that's a lot of it. And a lot of it is the you know the economy we're in. Um, you know the younger generation taking a hold. You know Bill Saunders. You know Sean Manns of the world that were OGs and still are OGs of yeah. the you know of that. They're getting older. You know, and the younger guys that are coming in realize that the budget is different. You know, so what they're trying to do is build these huge spreads of a hundred dozen. Well, nobody wants a hundred dozen full bodies. Yeah. You know, but it'd be pretty easy to knock out a hundred dozen silos with about ten guys. Yeah. You know, so you know, there's there's a there's a shift in it. I think it's a fad. I think eventually it'll go away. But uh, I'm on the good end of it, so I'm gonna ride it as long as I can. Yeah. Um. What was it? What What would you think? You say you think it's gonna go away. What What would make it go away? Per se. Well, I think eventually is the, the durability. 
Um, you know, I think what, what's going on is, is is we are the only manufacturer on the market that makes a solid core decoy, which is your Pro 2s, yeah. Magnum Light, um, which will last you a decade. Um, the silos that we're creating now, dive bombs, and they're aspect corrugated plastic. So it's no different than the yard sign that is in your yard. Yeah. Uh, you know, the political signs that fall apart in six months, that's what we're making decoys out of. Um, so it's the throwaway mentality that, you know, well, I just junked the decoy, I'll throw it away. Well, yeah. eventually you got to replace that. So I think eventually you're going to just, you're going to see a movement of, of that older generation realize that the money they're throwing into this is basically, you know, it's going to be used up. So eventually yeah. you have to buy more. Um, you know, I know they're making full bodies. I know Dave Smith and those guys are making full bodies that a geese can land on and basically it could pop right back out. Yeah. You know, yeah. so those guys, I mean, it's just going to take time. Um, and we're in that little, I don't want to say it's a rut because it's, it's just not a rut because the silo market is flooded with decoys right now. Everybody's yeah. making, making a silo. Yeah. I, I think it's because it is, a, you know, you don't need like for a full body or, you know, this is about to show my age. And uh, Chris, you probably don't know what these are. The old school mm-hmm. shell decoys. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, those you need a, a carving. You know, they, they were all based off of carving and all that. Where the silo, you could kind of take a picture and go from there. Um, and, and, and 95% of them are made overseas. Yeah. You know, and, and where 15 years ago, we never had anything overseas. Never. Yeah. And now everything you touch is overseas. Yeah. So a lot of that is changing and, and, and the full bodies are becoming easier to make. Um, you know, I know how they're made. I've seen it made. Um, you know, so like I said, I think it's just a fad. I think it's eventually you will see it change and go back to equal proportions because right now everybody wants a silo. Everybody mm-hmm. wants a silo. And which is a good thing yeah. for me. But I have so many competitors. And, you know, it's just trying to stand out is, is the biggest issue is, is, you know, telling them that we do make an economic decoy. But my suggestion is, is you buy a decoy that's going to last you decades. Last, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the best economic is something that lasts me 30 years. Yep. If I pay $200 okay. for 12 decoys, and it lasts me 30 years. And I'm paying 50 bucks for six decoys that last me a year or two. Yeah, I have to keep paying 50 bucks, 50 bucks. But after three sets, you know, you you know, the old core, they're already paid for. Um, And that's the thing is, I think a lot of people are going to realize that and be like, oh, man, this was dumb or or this was, you know, this was not economically smart. Yeah, this was not smart. This was not something it'd be buying the cheapest shotgun on the market and then have to replace it six times rather than going buying the best shotgun on the market. Yeah. Or it's just. You know, and, and what's become a part of it is is silhouette decoys have become, lack of a better term, throwawayable or disposable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what I fear is, is because our decoys, our Pro 2s, our Magnum lights are not throw, you don't throw them away. Yeah. Um. You know, I got people sending me decoys because I, I have kind of a Hall of Fame in our building. Mm-hmm. Um. I have decoys from every year we were produced from 1990 on. And I got people sending me, I'll find a guy that'll say, man, I found these in a shed in a corner and they got 1992 stamped on them. Well, I'll trade him decoys and he'll send them to me. And I got decoys that are pristine that got 1990 dates on. Yeah. And it's just amazing for me to be able to take over a company and, and to see decoys 
that are 31 years old. And yeah, I can they're still kicking. Them to the, and I can take them to the field and hunt with them. Yeah, It's wow. not that I got to throw them away. I can take them to the field and hunt with them tomorrow. And that's what I love about them. And, and but so again, I think the younger generation is going to realize that at some point, because we all know the younger generation is a got to have it now, got to mm-hmm. have it yesterday, and it's got to work perfect. And yeah. if it falls apart, we're going to throw it away. Yeah. That's um, great. You just found somebody that had a 1990 decoys and just kept it around. I mean, and it's it's insane that the, you think silhouette, because I'll be honest, um, I'm not as experienced as y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty new to waterfowl, but um when i thought silhouette i thought man imagine just shooting one of those like i'm sure it would just go into dust but just thinking like if you can have some that you found in 1990 and then it comes now like uh it, it for me anyways it's pretty exciting because then i can i know that i can carry more than just you know six geese decoys i can carry a lot yeah. more with silhouettes so yeah that's that's what we base our facts you know base everything off of is is you know, you can throw six, eight dozen over one shoulder, have your shotgun on another shoulder and be holding your kid's hand walking out to the field. You yeah. know, and, and that's what we want to base it off of is you can take six dozen decoys and set it in the field and go shoot some decoys. Or yeah. Some, you know, whatever you want. And that's what we enjoy about it. And and we're still, like I said, a lot of people sometimes take rogues and think we're this big industrial deal owned by corporations of nothing. And we aren't. We're just a, a very, you know, we, we are our business is in a town of a thousand. Yeah. So we don't, we don't have these, you know, we're, we're not corporated. We, you, you call us and you're talking to the owner, you're talking to the vice president, you're talking to guys that print these things that can guide you in the right direction. You're not going to call and talk to some guy that's never, you know, he's a warehouse manager that all yeah. load him under the truck. Yeah. You're talking um, to actual waterfowl hunters. The guys. Yeah, and that's something we, we take pride in. Um, and it's something that I've, you know, when I've bought the company and kind of taken it over, I've taken pride in is, is having that customer service. If you get a decoy that you don't feel is the right color, call me and I will replace it free. No questions yeah. asked. We send it to you. UPS, no big deal. You know, we there's mistakes. We do everything by hand. You know, sometimes you'll get 11 stakes rather than 12. You call mm-hmm. me and say, hey, I only got 11. No problem. It's on its way. You know, so we, we try to take that one-on-one reputation of, of you have a problem, call me, I'll fix it. Um, or I'll talk you through it. Maybe they're not working. Well, then I'll find out why they're not working. Yeah. Because I, I've seen them work firsthand and I don't need to be, you know, this point of, oh, well, if they're not working, well, why isn't it working? Yeah, well, it's a why part of it. Um, so, you know, getting back on the, on the decoy, you know, yep. so you, like now you're seeing silos come out and um, something you did see a lot way back in the day in my early years in the 90s and they're coming back now more is the sock silos. I'm not the socks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there is socks still, but the sock um, decoys. Yeah. Um, those anything you you guys are ever thinking about in the near future, and how's that affected? Um, would you think that the goose hunting game with the with the return of the uh, the sock decoys? I mean, I think they've hurt us sales wise, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be you know you know beat around the bush about it. But my problem with the socks is is one, they don't last long. Um, you know, because it's cheap China. Japanese, any kind of across seas fabric. None of it's made in the United States. Yeah. Um, and it's not. And, it, and, and the problem that I run with it is, is you get a good windy day, you're screwed. Um, they're going to rip, they're going to tear, uh, but they work. You know, if you get a great day that it's designed for, <laughs> they're awesome because they're easy to set up, they're easy to put out. Um, 
you know, do I, do I really like them? No, because the problem that I run into when I see sil- or psilocytes from the air is they're all pointing the same direction, you know, because the wind's blowing that way. So yeah. every one of them pointing, if you got a northerly wind, they're all facing north. Yeah. And you guys know as well as I do, when you hunt smart birds, they're not dumb. You know, especially late in the season. They're not yeah. going to be tricked by everything facing the same direction. Yeah. Yeah, especially and, when I get down here. Yeah. So, it, you know, my thought is, is they're great to fill. They're great, you know, ideas. I'm not a fan of them. I don't own any of them. Um, we've never thought about making them um, just because you cannot make them in the United States economic. Um, you can, but they're not going to be the quality that, that I hang my hat on. I, you know, you call me in five years, seven years after you call you, you know, you buy a box of Magnums or you buy some pro twos, you call me in five years and tell me they're the, you know, maybe the cloth is fading or it's peeling. I'll replace them. I buy my product. Um, you know, those things you can't, you mean, you could take them out in the field six weeks later and they're destroyed. Um, it's just not something I want to get my hands on. It's not something that I want to do. Um, you know, and again, I had to outsource it and everything yeah. I do, I, I try to do, you know, state bound. I want to yeah. have everything, you know, I take pride in that a hundred percent made American. Nice. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that's a big deal. Like made American products and, you know, yeah. American wildflowers supporting, you know, oh, yeah being supported by the American people, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, but for you, when you, when real geese diversity came out, it was all, uh, well, mainly Canada geese decoys. Yeah. So they, first Canada's were just all Canada's, just straight yeah. Canada's straight Magnum lights, straight that. Uh, then we made an economical decoy with our snow geese. Mm-hmm. Um, so we made snow geese that were on a corrugated plastic. So, you know, the, the main thing that we get is, is we copy dive bomb. We copy big owls. We copy all those guys that are, you know, really there. Yeah. And then I take yeah. a picture of a decoy that I have in my office that was made in 95. It's on corrugated plastic. That's no, you know, that was well before any, and you know, the owner of dive bomb was even born. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> We've been doing this a long time yeah. and, you know, and I get it. It's a fad and I get it. And even, you know, the other guys, we've, we've done everything. There's nothing we haven't done in the silhouette. And, you know, so you know, we made those and then it turned into we're going to make some mallards. And then, you know, we took the acquisition of a couple companies that were already in, you know, in motion. Um, we bought out, um, you know, so those kind of, you know, the outlaw decoys, that was a big thing back a while yeah. ago. We, you know, Real Geese acquired them um, and oh, acquired wow. all the poses oh, and all the materials and, and that. Um, so we, you know, we still use that kind of ideas in, in that, but, you know, over the course of time then we patented the cloth and created the pro twos and, and created that high end deal. Um, you know, and then since then the market has changed to economic, you know, so we've went into the corrugated decoys and we've made things that are a little bit cheaper for the, you know, the intro customer. Cause mm-hmm. you know, the OGs and the guys that have been doing this 20, 30 years, we don't want corrugated decoys. We just don't, yeah. I would rather spend yeah. more money to get a decoy. That's going to last a little longer. And I'll be able to have it my spread, especially since I have a spread. But the new guy that, you know, just showed up and, and he wants to hunt with his buddy, but he doesn't want to show up and, and not have anything. But yeah. he can go on Amazon or he can go on our on our website and buy, you know, three dozen decoys for 150, 60 bucks. And he can show up with his buddies and have three dozen decoys. I mean, that, that's like a show and tell thing. And it, yeah. it's a peer pressure yeah. thing that 
I get, but it's something that the market's shifted to and it's something that we have to adjust to. So we've done that over the course of the past probably 10 years and, yeah. and you know, it, it's, it's showing that. How much do you think in the past 10 years has the pot, um, the controversial snow goose aspect of it has helped, you know, Silos, you know, especially Nino Silos, controversial snow geese needing those, you know, hundred dozen, you know, you know, decoy spreads and all that. How much do you think that has that helped you guys out with? Um, it's, getting, it's a huge know, adjustment. It's a huge adjustment. Like you said, it's a huge, yeah. um, you know, people call and they order a hundred dozen snow geese. And, you know, you never get that with, you know, Canada's, but those guys that may be hunting snow geese with full bodies or something like that, but they'll get 50, 60 dozen of our snow geese and they'll get them up there and they'll realize, man, these work. Why do we have these full bodies or why, yeah. do we, why don't we upgrade our, so once they get their hands on it, and that's what I try to tell people is, is don't judge silos because you see it on a website or, mm-hmm. you know, and we have a thing that if you order it, you don't like it, send it back. We'll yeah. the money 100%, no big deal. Um, but get it in your hands, see how it works. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work for you. But, you know, a lot of people will get our decoys and be like, man, now I know why I spent $249 on a dozen decoys. Because, I mean, you can shoot these things and put them right back in the ground. You know, yeah. they're not going to fall apart. I mean, I, I have had people show me pictures of, you know, they got more BBs in the cylinders than they probably did the geese. Like I'm asking, them, what are you shooting at? But, but I'm like, holy guys, you know, but that shows how well our product holds up. How durable. Yeah. Something, you know, something that I've always hung my hat on is, is again, we're going to make a product that, you know, we are the Ferrari. We are the Lamborghini. There's a reason you don't see Lamborghini commercials. They sell themselves, you know, and, and there's a reason you don't. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. something kind of where we're on that point is, is when you get your hands on one of these, you're not going to want to own anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not that I'm arrogant or that I feel that our decoy is the best. I just have come down to earth to realize that there is cheap decoys and then there's premier decoys. decoys yep. And, but I know there's demographic to fit both. You know, you're only a hundred that's dabbing into this that, you know, you might think that this is a six month fad. Our decoys aren't for you. They're not. Um, but if you're, you know, you're a hunter that's just getting into it, that your dad was, you know, a hunter for 30 years, our decoys are for you. Yeah. So there's a, there's a demographic that we reach that I'm openly and bluntly honest. That's one thing that everybody's starting to learn about me is I'm honest. I'm going to tell you, I'm not a, you know, roses are red, this kind of thing. I'm going to tell you what I think. And if you call me and say, they're not working, I want to tell you why you might not be what you want to hear, but I'm going to tell you. So Nice. So yeah. when, as far as like setting up and, and this is kind of like, uh, I'm kind of curious. So when you guys set up the, the silhouette decoys and let's say you're in a dry field, I'm assuming you guys, I don't know, cornfield, uh, wheat field, corn something field, like that. All time, like yep. Okay. So let's say you guys set up. So when you're setting up, is it typically kind of the same when you're out in the water or in the marsh, uh, making pockets or whatever, or is it, or you guys set them up, um, better how you guys setting them up is it just something that it's just spontaneous for you well for me it's spontaneous because it's i've done it for so long but more Mm -hmm. of it is is the we with every decoy package we send an instructional sheet of how we recommend setting them up so every time you get a it gives you a map of how to set them up shows you the wind direction the sun and where you're sitting a lot of it depends on where the hunter's sitting Uh um Uh one thing that we've done is with our eclipse series and our shadow series they're black and white so they're 
they're they're black and white, but they have detail. But what we've done is, is I use those as contrast. So a lot of times you hear mark the X, hit the X. Um, and, you know, um, what I try to do is put my contrast in the center and I make them fall and land where I want them to land. Um, you know, we'll put nice. a, a contrast nice. on the perimeter. Um, but where I want them to land, I'll put my darkest decoys and that's where they, you know, most of the time land. You know, but there's so many variables of wind and, you know, sun and where you're sitting, where you can sit, you know, how many guys you got with you. You know, you can't put nine guys in one pod, you know, so you got to start spreading around. Well, then you make a half moon. And so there's a lot of variables. But, you know, once you get it down and understand, you know, where the sun is, the wind, where they're going to land into the wind, where they're coming from. You know, a lot of times if they're coming from a field, if you've done good scouting and they're coming from, mm -hmm. you know, open body water, they're coming from the north, but the wind's coming from the south, they're going to do a full circle. You know, so in that yeah. case, you've got to yeah. understand that, um, you know, and under and do that. So there's a lot of science that goes into it, but we've done it so many times that, you know, it's almost second nature to us. But um, the, the new decoys that I released, uh, or we released, I should say, you know, a month and a half ago with our Eclipse series, um, man, that contrast is, is unbeatable. And I love creating that little depth of little dark little zone that they just focus in on. And, and you know, the, the year and a half that I've done field testing with that, they are amazing. Uh, so, I, and then there's another thing I kind of lo uh, looked on the website or whatever, and I was curious. So I saw that that cow silhouette decoy, you were using it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, 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 I used it when I prototyped it. Okay. Um, when, when it was first brought to my attention, I thought they were nuts. I thought, <laughs> why? What, what are we doing? And yeah. when I yeah. went up to Alberta with some farmers and we, we hunted them, um, I couldn't believe the success that I had with it. Um, you know, it, it, you, you walk behind it and you're walking up to the geese and all they see is, you know, this cow, cow. coming at them. <laughs> And you sit this thing down because, you know, it's basically meant to sit down. You sit down and then you pop up and shoot these things. And I kept telling these guys, there's no way this works. There's, it's just, it's not going to work. <laughs> and they took me out and we hunted with these things. And as soon as we shot our first geese, I looked at these guys and said, all right, I'll make them. <laughs> and, you know, we made, and we make more than what you would think. Most people are like, oh, you only sell probably five or six of them. I bet we sell hundreds of them a year. Oh, wow. really? Oh, hundreds of them a year. Easy, no question. And matter of fact, one of our biggest problems right now is aluminum. We can't get it. Yeah. Um, and the stakes and the poles that is made up of that is made of aluminum. So you know, we're not back ordered, but we're not on our great inventory. And, you know, people call and they're like, we want a confidence cow. And I'm like, well, that's great and all, but I might not be able to get it to you. And, and I just, my mind blows these kind of things that, here we have this black coroplast with a little bit of white ink on it that looks like a cow, and we're shooting geese behind it like it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, so that's, it, that's it, really it, neat. I like that. Yeah, I thought, it's I mean, a, and it's a kind of, it's a con like a conversation yeah. piece because people look at it and go, "What? Why?" And I'm like, "Try it. It works." Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where, and like you said, it's like you don't think it's gonna work, and you're laughing. Until it's like, it works. Wow, it works. It's Until like, works. okay, I'm sold. So. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was, I saw it and I was, man, I, I really want to try it now. You know, we got it. I mean, yep, yep. I, I'm actually in North Texas, so I'm closer to Oklahoma border. So we got a lot of wheat fields and the corn fields and we get a lot of Canadians here. Uh, 
actually they're here right now at this pond in my neighborhood and they know they can't get touched, which upsets the crap out of me. But, Yo, um, um, I actually, I'm going to try, I'm going to try some this season as a buddy of mine's, his, his uh, uncle's uh, field that he has over here, um, past Argyle, whatever, in North Texas. So closer to Oklahoma and we're going to see, uh, I'm excited. So. Do they, say that. do they pasture? Do they pasture your cows in the the corn and wheat fields after they're taken off? So they pasture the cow. I don't. I don't know what he does with the cows. Uh, again, this is my uncle. Uh, not my uncle. Uh, my buddy's uncle's like land or whatever. He has cows on the field. Now the neighbor has uh, who's going to let us hunt on his land has a uh, cornfield. Yeah. So I know that they get right there at the at the fence line and they're they're there right next to the cornfield so i'm assuming if i could do that on the other side yeah uh, we'll or at least yeah and and you 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 hit it nail on the head is is like we developed these that we were literally putting our blinds and we were laid on blind in the middle of a cow field and so we i had cows that would walk up to you and like stand over <laughs> your breeze on you and yeah. you know and you know so those kind of things but what we did is we created that and a lot of people will hunt in you know north texas into that oklahoma area where they have a lot of the the you know the, the steers and that where they'll they'll the geese will land right in the middle of it yeah. and they don't think seconds of it so um a lot of it is is you have to have that you know thousand head of cattle you gotta have that pork to blend in with it but if you got it man i'm telling you you're gonna shoot your first geese and you're gonna remember me going man i can't <laughs> believe that work <laughs> so would you buy about blinds uh, do you guys strictly hunt a layout blinds or do you guys dabble with the A-frames or you you name it and I've hunted in it. All right. Um, I've hunted in layout blinds. I've laid in in the middle of cornfields. Yeah. Um, I've laid in some of the and I've I've sat in some of them that felt like they were a house. Um, you know, the ones we were in, we were they, they basically took um the rolled corn or rolled cornfields yeah. um in a big thing. Well what they ended up doing is made a contraption where it was it's split in half. So mm-hmm. you can put your foot on it and it rolled these things back. Well, hell, yeah. have heaters in it, and basically refrigerators. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I've been into some that are like a house. I've laid into the mud. I've done about everything. I think they all work. Um, it's kind of your preference, where you're at, your budget. You know, if you're going to hunt that field year after year, you know, obviously you can put in-ground blinds in, you know, and stuff. It just depends on where you're at. Again, there's so many variables with that. I mean, I love them all because mm-hmm. I think, you know, it kind of reminds me that sometimes I get spoiled with the people that I know um, and the places that I get to hunt are, like I said, are houses, you know, but there's sometimes I get to hunt with some buddies that, you know, we might not have the budget. And I'm laying in a cornfield on the rocks waiting for this, you know, waiting for this goose to fly over me. Yeah. Um, you know, so it kind of reminds me where you came from, but I think they all work. You just mm-hmm. got to make what work, what you have work. Um, and yeah. that's the biggest issue is, is I see a lot of guys is that they always you know, they always find some way to not be successful and you got to, what you're given, you have to make work no matter what work. you got. I mean, I, I've seen people with trash bags, white Croylon paint and some steaks and a, <laughs> you know, an old Remington they got from the great, great grandfather, shoot, de- shoot geese, you know, yeah. and but yeah. I've seen people with million dollar budgets go out and not get geese. Yeah. It, it just kind of depends on the, you know, a lot of the work that goes into it beforehand. So for, you know, we're talking about Craig for like, if you're going to go out this, you know, I think you guys have a, you guys, do you guys have September early goose in Ohio? Resident. Yes. So 
you guys, you're going out, you're hunting, you know, next month. What's your setup? What, you know, what calls are you using? What type of blind? You know, this is your perfect goose hunt for September. What, what are you packing in the field? I, I mean, I still have my layout blind that I love. I, I'm still comfortable in that because that's what we use. I feel mm-hmm. like that's the original OG. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it is what it is. And, you know, um, I'm going to take my, <coughs> you know, my group of decoys that I've had for years. I have some Pro 2s. I have some Magnum Lights. Um, I have some of our shadows and I have some of our eclipse. Mm-hmm. Um, I have all those in our bag. Um, you know, call wise, man, pick your poison. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, I, 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 Bill Saunders is one of my, you know, a friend of mine that I've built relationships with over the with, and I have all, every one of his calls, um, mm-hmm. that I've dealt with and I love them. The big spin is one of my favorites. Um, you know, but there's some guys that I've gotten hands on, um, you know, toxic calls is one of them um last fight calls in ohio um guys that i know that you know i've i've blown some of their their calls and i love um and so i'm gonna have all them on me and it's just kind of one of them deals i find out what i'm comfortable with what it's what i'm gonna grab um so i don't have this one um group of company that um that i go with with everything and i think that a lot of times when people ask me well i should only have real geese well not always <laughs> yeah. you know what you don't need to have just me you don't need to have just dive bomb you don't need to have just uh, you know all the full bodies you don't need to just have avery you know that you know we're not sponsored by these people you don't we're not golfers you know we don't need to have all tailor-made stuff <laughs> we don't yeah. you know we don't have all we what works for you is what you should get and yeah. if it works for you perfect use it and you know so I, that's what i would go out there i mean there's a lot of like i said i i'm kind of blessed in a in a situation where i've i've had a ability to try out many things um you know i have many companies that i've built relationships with with browning and you know um satori and in some of those guns that i may have um that you know your general hunter might not have yeah um so I think in all in all, I have my favorite shotguns, but in certain cases, I know my choke tubes are different than that one, and I'm not going to pull that out. So I might walk by my Browning to grab my Satori. I might walk by my Satori to grab my Browning. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. just kind of, I think, and I've always tried to 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 tell my hunters that is, is what do you use and what works? You know, yeah. you might have an 870 Remington. Does it work? I don't care. It shoots <laughs> birds, don't it? You know, and, and a lot of people are like, well, they'll call me. Well, what shells do you use? Well, pick the day. You know, I, I may, you know, there's so many different shells that I use because the wind and how far am I shooting? them? When, you know, how far are they coming in? You know, if they're getting real close. I don't need something with a lot of oomph, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, but if they're a long ways away, I'm going to need that oomph. Um, I'm Bubba. You going to say hi? <laughs> there's my little one. Oh, yeah. I know. So there's a lot of times that, you know, there's some things that it did a lot of variables, but I think in overall, I'll get my layout blind. I'll get my decoys. I'll go out and lay out and grab a buddy of mine and we'll go shoot, some, shoot some geese and mm-hmm. we'll go back and throw them, throw them in a smoker and eat them. Nice. Yeah. So oh, nice. Yeah. What's, I mean, your way, what's your favorite way to eat the can of geese? Cause I, you know, I like them. Uh, I've cooked them for, uh, huh? without question. Uh, question. Yeah. Cause sometimes they get a bad rap. Yeah, no, and, and a lot of times they just don't know how to cook them. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of them be like, well, I hate Canada geese. Well, you never cooked it right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, and a lot of times, you know, I put it on a grill and I've done it that way. But, man, you give me give me some rest. Let me get it 
you know, wrapped in some tin foil, some olive oil, some onions and stuff like that. Let me throw it in the, in the smoker for 11 hours. And oh man. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. You, I mean, you, you throw that at a hundred and you know, 180, 170, real low. Just let that thing cook. And man, there's nothing better. Um, yeah. I've been that way since I was little. I've always liked it. My dad always had it for me. Um, uh-huh. and you know, and a lot of things is crane, you know, most, most people don't realize you can eat them. And it is amazing. Yeah. You guys get any speck belly out there in Ohio? No. Um, if you get a speck up here, there's something wrong. Yeah, it got lost. <laughs> yeah, it got lost. It got lost. Oh, well, yeah. Yep. Uh, nice. How about snows? You, you get any of those um, snows? Yeah, not like you would want. I mean, I, like I said, I've been spoiled when I went up north in Alberta, and the sky is white. Oh, yeah. Um, and you, you start realizing that, holy moly, what we have down south is nothing compared to what, you know, you know, we go to Alberta and yeah. Aaron Hunt. Yeah, you that's think, insane. You heading up to Canada this year? Uh, well, if they let me go up there. Yeah. I think they open back the up. Is, yeah, well, you can get there. Just getting back is the problem. Oh, really? And Yeah, oh, yeah. And I don't really want to be stuck in Canada. Nothing against Canada, but, you know, I like Ohio. So, um, you know, we, we've always, you know, we've taken prototypes up. We fly into Alberta, drive about four hours North. Um, we have a cabin up there, some, um, some friends of ours up there. We go up and we hunt and enjoy it. And, and we, obviously we haven't done it in a couple of years, um, mm-hmm. but, um, it's something that we've really enjoyed. Nice. Nice. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, so before we get off and everything, I actually, yeah. So for the listeners, just to get a hold of uh, Real Geese Decoys, as far as like sales, do you guys work with Cabela? I know there's there's people that don't sell in Cabela's or sell at Academy or sell any sports outfit or whatever, but I'm assuming you guys have a website. How can they reach y'all? So they can jump on to realgeesedecoys.com. Um, you can you know, look us up there. Um, if you're in Canada, one of our biggest ones, Canadian, uh, Canadian Water Fowlers, um, Pat up there is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes I know the duties and shipping and all this other kind of thing is a, is a mess going to Canada. Um, so if you want our decoys, you're up in Canada, you don't want to pay any of that, go call Pat up at Canada Wildfowlers and he's good. Um, we have multiple little dealers. I, I'm a, um, I'm a small box. I love the mom and pop stores. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. I love being able to drive down a, a state highway and you see a hunting store. I'll pull in every time. <laughs> I don't care where what I'm doing. I'm going to pull in. Um, just because I love that. And you walk in and it's Bob behind the counter and he knows everybody within a hundred mile radius. Yeah. And he knows exactly what they need, what they want, where they need it, when they need it and how much they need it for. So, you know, across the United States, we have uh, probably 50 to a hundred dealers, um, but all are real small mom and pop. Some are even just online. Um, you know, we don't limit ourselves to that, um, to that. We don't sell. We used to be in the Bass Pro and Cabela's. Um, when Bass Pro and Cabela's merged, um, they chose not to. Uh-huh. Um, so we, we we haven't been in those stores for quite a while. But you know, it it hasn't. We've learned that that one on one peer to peer is is more valuable. Um, you know, than you walking into a store and you see our box sitting there and you buy them, but then now there's something wrong with them. Well, now you got to return them back to Bass Pro. You don't get that one on one deal. So, yeah. Um, but you can jump on our website. You can call our, our numbers on there. It's a toll-free number. We have a local number too. Um, you call, you can ask for anybody in there, any kind of question you ask, we can answer it right there. If we don't know the answer, we'll get you the answer really quick. 
Um, 95% of the time to 99% of the time we ship same day. So if you mm-hmm. order on a mm-hmm. Sunday night, Monday morning, Monday is shit. Um, you order Monday and it's before noon, most likely it's shit. Okay. Um, we don't, you know, so we do a lot of that pretty quick shipping. Um, so we try to do that, you know, one-on-one deal. We're not this, you're know, not going to call and talk to a robot. You're not going to call and talk to a warehouse manager or some lady in the front that ain't going to have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's one thing that we take pride on. I love it. Um, but like I said, if you have any questions, jump on our website. We run sales um, on our web on our uh, Facebook page. You can jump on to Real Geese and jump on and, and like our page. Um, we also have a fan page, um, uh-huh. Real Geese fan page that I think it's like 1.5 thousand, almost 1.8 thousand now that we have. Um, and I'll get on there. It's on my own personal Facebook page. Um, I'll jump on there and I'll post a random sale. And it's only for that group. Um, so, you know, the other day I gave, I was given pro twos that are $249.99 for 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we'll do, but it's only for that group. So you got to be a part of that. It's really great because there's a lot of guys in there that are on our pro staff that are really OGs. I mean, Bill Saunders is part of that. He posted a, a picture not too long ago of him in like the 90s with real long hair. Uh, you can tell it was a 90s photo. Um, but, you know, we, we, you know, people might have problems on there. We had a guy not too long ago, took a picture and posted it on our website of, uh, oh man, uh, the UPS destroyed the box and it's the easiest way for me to see it. And I'll be like, Hey man, if anything was wrong with it, I'll send you a new one. You yeah. know? So, but uh, guys would be like, Hey, I, I don't like this or, or, you know, what do we do with here? What's the question with that? And 95% of the time I get there and the answer is already, you know, posted because our guys yeah. You know, we're back and forth and, you know, it's not always positive. There are things that we don't like, but, you know, that's why we have that group because that's why I want to know what you guys want. And if what yeah. you guys don't like, I'm going to fix. And, you know, that's what we try to do. And it's something that, uh, again, they can jump online, see it. And social media is a huge platform. We have an Instagram that's posted multiple times a day. Um, also post, uh, you know, all of our deals and our promo codes that we run probably two or three times a month. Okay. Nice. So... Um, that's, it's almost, it's almost crazy now, especially with the society we live on. You almost don't need to go to Bass Pro Shop. Everything's like all online nowadays. I know I would say probably 80% of my waterfowl equipment I've ordered online. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of the movement I was talking about earlier is, is, you know, you don't go to Bass Pro's Cabela's anymore to buy decoys. You, you, you know, you, you, you just, you don't go on Amazon. You jump on our website, mm-hmm. you have it in two days, you know, and, and you don't go anywhere. So that's the kind of thing that, you know, we've we've had to adjust to yeah and nothing against going to see it. i mean i get oh, it no, but, no, no. um but i mean it's just it, it's true like 80 percent of my stuff I, I bought online i mean i have i have decoys and uh chokes that i bought online and i've got it shipped here so yep. um yep. but joe do you have anything before we go hey just one last thing to the listeners i will say this um hey craig's online he, he does stand behind his product you know when we first talking to him he was like, hey, man, he sent me every decoy he has in his line, you know, to go try out this 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 season. And um, go try to do that. I'll be honest, go try to do that with any other um, uh, brand. I mean, I will say for Craig, hey, I, I really appreciate it. You're helping out hey, no the following connections. Um, and in this time and you know, era, especially in, in this industry, you don't see that very much more often. Uh, with people actually stand behind their product. Um, 
And you know, it's, it's glad to know that there, you know there's still waterfowls out there like that, man. I yeah. appreciate it, brother. And, and we appreciate it. Like I said, we we just want to have that low. You know, we want that mom and pop. We want that. You know, two guys that we just want to have a good time. You know, we yeah. don't want. You know, it's not that we don't want any other stuff, but we love that connection. We love that. You know, being able to you don't have that one-on-one connection knowing that they're, you know, they're, they're doing what, you know, they, they're doing the right thing. You know, they're promoting yeah. the right thing. You know, waterfalling is a niche. We know that um, there's not millions and millions and millions of these, like there are anything else. So we have to build that one-on-one relationship with people. Um, and it's, you know, something that we take pride in. Yeah. And that, that's really good. Um, but so I guess it, we got nothing else. Um I want to go ahead and I want to thank uh, Craig with the uh, Real Geese Decoys. Thank you for being on the show, brother. Th- uh, thanks for no everything problem. that you're doing. And I on- honestly, 100%, thank you for being 100% behind your product. And when you get a call, like he said, you're talking to somebody who actually works with the decoys and not just a yeah. warehouse manager. So that's uh, that's that's uh, almost a lost art. But uh, I want to thank Val and Honor Outdoors. Uh, thank them for everything they do for service members, first responders. Uh, and I want to thank everybody who supported us from here on out, uh, from the beginning to now. Uh, and then if you like us, hit our like, subscribe on uh, your favorite podcast platform, and then follow us on fin- uh, Facebook, Instagram. And um, like always, y'all have a good one. Let Valor know. So.